بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم This is part 3 on rulings on travel and the subject matter of part 3 is the matter of joining the prayers which is known as al-jam'u bayna as-salawat joining the prayers which means joining them during the time of either one of them joining the prayers during the time of either one of them and what is intended from the prayers is the joining of al-dhuhr salat al-dhuhr with al-asr and the joining of al-maghrib with al-isha either in the time of the first and this is known as taqdeem or in the uh, time of the second and this is known as ta'khir so we have two kinds jam'u taqdeem joining during the time of the first salah and the second is known as jam'u ta'khir joining in the time of the second so there is taqdeem and there is ta'khir now as to the fajr prayer it is not to be joined to that which preceded it because of the uh, separation existence of separation between the isha and the fajr and that is half of the the second half of the night the second half of the night uh, also al fajr is not to be joined with what follows it because of the separation as well and this separation is uh, the first uh, middle of the or the first half of the day yeah. However, with respect to al-dhuhr and asr, there is, there is what? Ittisal, continuity, maghrib and isha. Why there is no joining between asr and maghrib? That is because <coughs> the asr is a day prayer and the maghrib is a night one secondly because there is no uh, actual uh, proof uh, for that now similarly the jumu'ah is not to be joined with the asr because there is no existence of a textual proof and or approval of that if someone asks the question <coughs> can't we uh, make an analogy between the Jum'ah and Dhuhr and the answer is first the acts of worship concerning the acts of worship in general there is no analogy Although in some limited situations it may occur. Second, uh, 
uh, in terms of the analogy, uh, there are certain criterions. In analogy, there should be uh, equivalence in origin and in uh, in the branches. And in this case, the Jum'ah and the Dhuhr are not equivalent in most of the rulings. Thirdly, the cause that would permit a joining of Jum'ah and Asr occurred at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, yet despite that, there was no joining between Jum'ah and Asr. How? You remember in the hadith of Anas, radiallahu anhu, when the Prophet ﷺ was giving the khutbah, and a Bedouin came and said, we have been afflicted with drought, so invoke Allah for rain. So the Prophet ﷺ invoked Allah for rain, and then continued for one week. Then the Bedouin returned, or another Bedouin, and said, O Messenger of Allah, invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stop the rain. You know, during this week of fall, of rainfall, there was hardship, right? There was hardship, isn't it? And there was no mentioning, no mentioning that the Prophet ﷺ, due to that, for example, joined the Jumu'ah with the Asr. So therefore, uh, the saying that the Jumu'ah can be joined with the Asr is weak. Is weak. Now, what is the ruling concerning the joining of the prayers? Al-Jam'u, joining is mashru' is legal. However, the scholars differed. Is it absolutely legal? Such that, if the cause exists, then it can be performed, or it is permissible even in the absence of excuse, or that it is only permissible in certain situations. Let us hear the opinions. First opinion, that the joining of the prayers is not permissible except in Arafa and Muzdalifa. In Arafa and Muzdalifa. The those who went to this opinion, and this is the school of thought of Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah, concluded that the Prophet ﷺ, since he performed the joining in Arafah and Muzdalifah, 
And they said that the joining of the prayers that was mentioned in other narrations, they said it is formal, not real. How? They said this is to delay the first prayer until all the way close to the end of its time, such that there remains only the time to perform the first prayer. And once he is done, then he performs the second. But this, this is a very weak uh, position, as you will know. It is weakened by, first, the, the uh, joining is a dispensation, is a permit, and ease from Allah. And if we say that it is formal, then in this case, it will turn to be difficulty. How? Because who is there to be able to uh, watch for the timing of the end of the salah, of the first one, and do it in this formal way? While we know that the joining is a permit, so therefore, if we say it is formal, then it will be difficulty. Who's going to be able to uh, observe the closeness of the time in order to perform the first at the end, almost at the end of the first uh, prayer's timing? So this will be difficulty in itself. Secondly, it is affirmed from the hadith of Anas that the Prophet ﷺ joined between the prayers during the time of either one. And this is explicit that the joining is real. No. This is the first opinion and the response to it. The second opinion. The permissibility to join even without excuse. And those, those who went to this opinion took as proof the hadith of Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, that the Prophet ﷺ joined between Dhuhr and Asr in the absence of fear and in the absence and in, 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 in states when there was no rain and in one narration, no trouble. That the Prophet ﷺ intended not to put his ummah in hardship. So, this is the third, the second opinion. Permissibility, even without excuse. But this is also another weak opinion. Why? If we take by this opinion, then there will be no benefit for the timing. No benefit for the prescribed times of the Salah. Second, in the Hadith of Ibn Abbas, he didn't say without a cause. But he said, He joined in situations where there was no fear 
and there was no rain and no trouble. So therefore, there is a cause. And when he was asked, he said, "Arada an la yuhrish ummatahu." He did not intend. He didn't want to put burden on his ummah. Therefore, this concludes what that the joining is being occurs when there is what hardship, not absolutely opened when there is hardship. You understand the response? Now, the third, the third, it is permissible to join between the prayers, you know, Dhuhr and Asr and Maghrib and Isha, if there is a cause that would allow that. Why? Because it is affirmed that the Prophet joined the Salah in residency and in travel, but due to a cause. And this is the preponderating opinion. What is the cause? Meaning rain, uh, travel, uh, illness, hardship. You understand? This is the preponderating opinion. Question. Is travel a cause considered in the joining of the prayers or not. There is a khtilaf. There is difference of opinion concerning this. Due to this ikhtilaf, uh, an issue arises. Is it permissible to join between the prayers whether the person is on the journey, exerting himself upon the journey, or lodging, or what? Two opinions. First, the majority opinion. It is permissible to join under these situations, whether he is lodging or on the journey. And they had their evidences as follows. First, it is affirmed that the Prophet ﷺ joined the prayers of Dhuhr and Asr in Arafah while he was lodging. Right? Clear? This is one evidence. Second, he did the same during the expedition of Tabuk. Tabuk, 20 days, lodging. Second, or thirdly, if it is, now this is a, a rational, if it is permissible for the Musafir, the traveler, to shorten the prayers due to hardship, then by all means, it is as such concerning what? Joining. Clear? Clear? Lodging, lodging. Settled in a place. Lodging. You travel, 
and then you lodge, right? Sojourning. The fourth evidence. The fourth evidence. The hadith of Ibn Abbas. That the Prophet ﷺ joined between Zuhur and Asr. And Maghrib and Aisha. And situations without fear. Without rain. Nor travel. And he was in Medina. He was in Medina. So, the Jumhur, the majority of the scholars, said that Al-Jam'u fi safar joining the Salawat, the prayers in travel, by all means, it is permissible <coughs> when it is permissible to do the shortening. <coughs> this is the first opinion. Is that clear? This is the majority opinion. The second opinion. It is permissible, it is permissible for the traveler, but not for the lodging. The joining of the prayers is permissible for the traveler, but not the one lodging. And this is the choice of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and his student ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah. And they took as evidence the hadith of ibn Umar may Allah be pleased with him and his father that the Prophet ﷺ joined the Dhuhr al-Asr إِذَا جَدَّ بِهِ السَّيْرِ when he exerted himself upon journeying when he hastened they said this is a restriction. Meaning when he is on the journey exerting himself, then in this case it is permissible to join. And it is understood therefore from this narration that if there is no exerting of the travel, then there is no joining. They also argued the following, that a travel, travel in itself is not a cause allowing the, uh, it is not a, a particularity of the particularities of travel. What does this mean? They said, of course, it is evident that the resident may join the Salah due to hardship. So therefore, it is not particular to the travel. You understand their argument? You understand their argument? So according to Shaykh al-Islam and Ibn al-Qayyim, the criteria is hardship. The criteria is hardship. Now, what did Sheikh al-Islam respond to the joining of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's 
joining the prayer of Dhuhr al-Asr in Arafah. What was his response? He said that the joining of the Prophet of the Salah in Arafah was not due to travel, rather to hardship, because he intended to, before the people disperse on Arafah, to gather them and make the congregational prayer, joining the Salah, so that before they disperse. However, it is evident that <coughs> the opinion of the majority of the scholars in this case is more preponderating than the second opinion. The Sunnah the Sunnah reported to us that the joining took place in three situations. First, in travel. While on the journey and in lodging. The second, when there is if the joining would mean hardship, then joining takes place. You understand? You understand? Like illness, like al-mustahada, the continuously bleeding woman. <coughs> Or someone when it is hard upon them to purify themselves for each salah. Because this cons considers, uh, this is considered as mashaqqa, hardship. The third, in Arafah and Muzdalifah during Hajj, because of the Prophet Sallallahu action. In Arafah, the Prophet Sallallahu joined Dhuhr and Asr and Muzdalifa he joined Maghrib and Aisha clear? now what are the conditions for Jam'u Taqdeem for joining in the time of the first Salah what are the conditions what are the conditions for joining in the time of the first Salah which is known as Jam'u Taqdeem First, the intention of joining the prayers upon the ihram, takbirat al-ihram of the first one. Having the intention to join the first with the second. This condition, this condition, listen carefully please, is based upon the condition of having an intention to shorten the prayers in origin. However, the correct opinion is that 
this is not conditional for joining the Salah. So therefore, it is permissible even if the person does not intend joining until after he makes the Salam or Taslim of the first one. Because there is no Dalil, no evidence to prevent from doing this. So the correct opinion, the correct opinion therefore, this is not a condition to have the intention to join the two salahs in the first with the first one is not uh, there is no proof for that and is not required is not a condition the second condition not to pause between them not to pause between them except they said to the extent of making the iqama or making wudu and some of the scholars are with the opinion that this is not a condition and this is the choice of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah he said because the joining is joining the two times such that there would be one time. It is not joining the action. And this is the correct opinion. So the correct opinion, therefore, that this constitutes a joining of the times in one time, not the joining of the actions so therefore this according to this opinion which is the correct opinion uh, pausing is no problem here Ibn Taymiyyah said yes he said Al-Jam'u Dhammul Waqtain Al-Jam'u joining is joining the two times such that they are in one time it is not the joining of the actions. It's not the joining of the fa'l. No. The third condition, they said that it is the existence of an excuse upon, upon the opening of the first salah. The existence of an excuse that permits the joining upon the opening of the first salah. And the correct opinion is that whether the excuse is at the beginning or during the salah or even after the taslim from the first one, then it is valid. You understand? See, some of the scholars conditioned that the excuse must be at the opening of the first one. And the correct opinion that it is permissible as such, or even if the excuse occurs during the first salah, or even after making taslim from the first one. The fourth condition is the order between the two prayers. Dhuhr, so, 
than Asr. Now these are the conditions and the correct opinion concerning each one regarding Jam'u Taqdeem, joining in the time of the first one. What about the conditions of joining the two prayers in the time of the second one? First is to have intention for joining them. Why? Because it is not permissible to delay the Salah from its commenced time without a legal excuse. Some of the people of knowledge added added following. as long as time becomes restrictive concerning the performance of the action. What does this mean? Example. Someone uh, postponed, delayed the performance of the dhuhr intentionally until there remained only minutes that cannot accommodate doing the salah or part of it. Then in this case it is not permissible to join it with the next salah because here he is disobedient and with respect to the disobedient he is not fit to receive the dispensations the permits is that clear the the second the second condition the continuity of the excuse until the commencement of the time of the second one. So that if the excuse ceases before the commencement of the time of the second one, then joining the two salah is invalid. Example. A traveler. The time of Dhuhr commences for him but he delays the performance so that he prays it with Asr and he, on, he is on his way to his hometown he arrived at his hometown before the end of Dhuhr time in this case he the excuse now is over right the excuse is over, isn't it? In this case, he prays the dhuhr first. And he does not delay it to join it with the asr. Is that clear? Is that clear? Clear? Another example. Time of dhuhr commences. And then rain falls, heavy rain. This is excuse or not? Excuse? 
طيب so he said I will combine I will join the ظهر with the عصر in the time of the عصر then after that the rain stops <coughs> in this case he prays the ظهر and does not delay it to join it with the عصر is that clear <coughs> And this, alhamdulillah, concludes these conditions and part three on the matters of uh, traveling. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 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 wa sallam